hello, movie lovers, and welcome to the show. For tonight's podcast episode, we're going to be talking about Squids, or is it called Squids? It's called Squids, season one, episode one. No, Squid, squid Game. Squid Game. Squid Game. Squid Game. You just yeah, watched I knew it, that. bro. <laughs> I knew that. I just want to see if you knew. Frenchie's on the show, so this is why it's miscombobulated a little bit. But yeah. <laughs> but anyways, uh, we're talking about uh, season one, episode one of Squids. A squids game and basically <laughs> anyways I, this this episode is actually called red light green light and i have to say i like this episode i thought this was a good opening for what it is on what we're about to get it feels like a live action anime in a sense with the way that it's actually delivered the way that the dialogue is actually flowing also to the sound effects as well to me feels like a little bit of an anime kind of style and everything, especially when you have the big, huge piggy bank that with the cash flow of money and everything that's going to be popping up in it later on when we talk about that. But, you know, at first I had a little bit of a hard time following in it a little bit because of the dialogue and some of the stuff that was going on. But after they, after you get fully invested about 30 to 40 minutes in, the, it starts get, getting better to where I feel like it's actually ironing out everything. And in case anybody doesn't know, it's about this guy named Singong Ji Han. It's a down on, he's down on his luck, having accriminated enormous depths with loan sharks. While at a train station, he asked uh, he asked by a well dressed man to play a game of uh, what is that, Dekeji or something like that. Which the well dressed man for those that have seen Train to Busan, mm. uh, it's the main character makes a cameo in this, which is pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> I thought he looked familiar because I actually mm-hmm. liked that movie. Well, that's um, zombie movies out. Yep. Seriously. Uh, but yeah, so what's your y'all's initial thoughts on it? Um, I have to disagree on the whole anime thing. I understand where you're going from. Uh, but there's a show that uh, Sean, um, Sean mentioned, uh, which is Alice in Borderlands. That feels like an anime show. Mm-hmm. Uh, that really feels like something, you know, very over the top, but awesome to look at. This feels really grounded, so um, I understand where you're going from, but this doesn't feel a pure anime. It just feels like a really well-thought-out show, thought-out story. And I was, like you a bit, not sure what the fuck I was watching at first. Uh, the setup, you know, you can see it's a gambling problem. It's, yeah, he doesn't have his life together, but more things were advancing more i can see what they're going through uh, going with i wasn't just sure how they would handle the games because i knew there was going to be games and life and death consequences but i'll be honest uh, like you john at 43 minutes i was hooked when i saw what was going on i saw the approach they were having into the to the games they were um they were presenting to us this was an american production uh americans would have made over the top gory um you know, almost like saw-like things. This was something that really, really personally brought a, a uniqueness and a simplicity that you don't always get in these type of like uh, a trap or, or game uh, with dire consequences type of, of movies or shows. So for me, it was refreshing. What about for you, Sean? Yeah, um, the first episode is pretty dope. Um, I thought it was a really good setup. You had about like 30, 40 minutes of um, setting up like the main character who kind of honestly, like he's kind of a piece of shit in the very beginning. (laughs) 
And um, you're kind of, yeah, you're getting to know him. He has a gambling problem. He also has a daughter. He kind of steals from his mom, so it's just kind of messed up. So it, it's weird how in the beginning of the show, you kind of really, I don't know, I didn't really like the guy. I'm like, oh, man, this guy's kind of, he has some problems. Um, but then, like, yeah, once he gets going and you he gets entered into the, these games, um, and you can kind of see that he actually kind of has a good heart in the end. But, yeah. First 40 minutes is kind of like slow pacing, building, building, build up. And then once they get to the games, it's like, honestly, it's like one of the perfect, per- most perfect designed, like first episodes to where it gives you the backstory. And then at the very last 20 minutes, you're just instantly hooked right at the end because it ramps up the action and the intensity. Mm. Charlie. I mean, the opening was weird for me. It was like, okay, he's playing this game called Squid Game. And he was describing it, and I was like, okay, is it going to be more than just this game that he's describing as a kid? I don't know. I, I, I mean, again, I like you, Sean, I didn't care for the guy. I thought he was, like you said, he was a piece of crap. And then he's like, and then he finds out, he's like, for, he's like, and he, and he has a kid, pays a kid to win a crane machine thing. And I knew about the crane machine because I, I'm, I, like, I, for, I, for a while, I was really good at this, the skill crane stuff. Wasn't that um, funny though? Like him, like essentially recruiting that little boy to help. I know. Him. Just shows you how he's like this bad he is, and then and then and it turns out, oh yeah, you got a gift. Why would you put a gun <laughs> in the crane? It's a lighter, you... Charlie. It's not a gun. <laughs> I thought it looked like it was, I thought it, oh, was it a is gun. a gun. It, it, it is a gun. But then when he pulls the trigger, it's. A I mean, it's like, but it's like that's not it. Like it just shows you what kind of a douche of father you are. Like yeah, and. And your daughter is going to be getting like is going back into the going to the states. Yeah. And I'm like, well, remember, there's okay. that scene to where he steals his mom's card and he's trying to put in the pin and it's not working. Oh. And then he puts in his daughter's birthday and it works. And he's like, "Oh, my grandma or my mom likes my daughter better than me." Yeah, and then and then like the sequence where he was getting tortured by that, I I couldn't watch. That was like <clears throat> a, sticking the thing up his his nose. I oh. thought they were going to cut something. I just I just couldn't do that. And then. Um, and again, I don't know. I, w- I wasn't a huge fan. I'm, I'm, I'm the only outlier here. I wasn't a huge fan of the, the only part I liked was the, them making a child's game kind of like a, uh, a horror, like a survival horror. Like you need to win at red light green lab. Not you're going to get shot either in the stomach and multiple times or in the face. And I like that they didn't go full saw. Cause yeah. I don't like, I don't like when they do that gore for the sake of being it. Like, just like, we got to make it violent. And like, and, th- and that's what they, they can get away with a lot of the censors and stuff overseas. So and I, I appreciate that. They didn't, they didn't really take full advantage of that. And, and then it, it was, the sequence was brutal. Um, and who knew a kid's game could kill you. Like, I mean, they did. that's Not the, really the only part that I enjoyed. Again, I don't know if I'm fully hooked on these characters. There's just too many. Um, again, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I don't think plan to continue on, but, um, but that's me personally. What I find interesting, and, and this might be just the approach of Korean content, <clears throat> but they seem to like to <clears throat> bring the characters who are flawed. They're not the perfect people that got it together in a lot of the American stuff, right? This kind of reminds me a bit like uh, the first time where I was introduced uh, to the main character in Old Boy. He's a drunk. He, he, he he's a piece of shit. He you know he's not a good person per se. And then you see you know what, what he's really made of. 
and that the same feel I have um, I, I had in in this or like in the host right uh, the, the 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 monster movie I don't know if you guys yeah. saw it mm-hmm. again extremely imperfect doesn't have shit together and then it's a journey of finding who you truly are right and it's the same approach in the squid game for me and I actually like those kind of characters because it's not something you always see repeated in the usual you know, formulaic American t- uh, TV show or, or, or movies. So I, I gladly welcomed it. And to Charlie's comment on there's a lot of characters, yes. There's 426 players. For sure, you're going to have a lot of uh, characters. But if you continue with those <clears throat> certain characters... It dwindles characters, them down. <laughs> it dwindles them down. But there's, <laughs> there's some interesting standouts. Some stay and some don't last long. But there's interesting standouts that really portray, again, interesting characters that we don't usually see in North American content. So I actually love the approach. You're muted. Uh, you're you're muted, John. You see, I actually like the idea of characters that we don't root for right away. Yeah. I like I like layers to the character. Yeah, this guy's a douchebag. He's a total ball bag whenever it comes down to stealing his mom's money. And then also, too, he has a daughter that he cares about, but also at the same time, his addiction is what's killing him basically where Mm -hmm. he winds up. If you think about it, it kind of reminds me of Woody Harrelson from money train, where he's an addicted gambler, degenerate gambler. Every single time when he has money, he always winds up losing it. He winds up bending the money or he winds up getting mugged and everything. So I definitely like the dynamic. Okay. He won at this uh, horse racing thing that they had. And then all of a sudden he had the money. Next thing you know, he gets robbed and you're thinking that, you know, there's something good that's going to happen to him. And then all of a sudden life knocks him down. And then he has to try to figure out another way, another angle for him to have money. And then he also owns money to loan sharks. He owns money to his mom. He owns money to everybody and stuff like that. And his favorite line is I'll pay you back knowing that you can't pay that, pay that person back because of how high his debt debts are. And I like that dynamic because now you have a reason and a motivation as to why he's in these squid games to begin with is to pay his debts and also to maybe redeem himself from the crappy person that he actually is. And to be fair, that crane thing, uh, whenever he wins, gets the kid to win the prize, he doesn't know that there's actually a pistol inside the box. He's thinking it's something nice for his daughter and everything because all he sees is this, uh, this nice little box in a bow he's like okay i can i may not have money for fried chicken like my mom wants me to do for her to take her out but i can win her this prize and so it was a b it was like a uh, it was a gun that has to be a lighter and you know i like the fact that he was at least going out trying but at the same time it's his own fault his own fault for doing the things that he was doing and he has no one else to blame but himself and also too the thing that made you cringe charlie with the knife that's what made me like really tense up yeah. for me that worked for me. And I was like, Ooh, this guy is in over his head. He does not know who he's messing with. And he owns these people, these money, this money. But I know you want to say something though, Frenchie. Well, no, I would just clear out my throat, but might as well it's talk. Cool. Uh, but no, um, for me, again, we're all imperfect. We all have our, right. our fuck-ups, right? And that's what annoys me with American TV, especially the really shiny ABC, NBC, CBS shit, as they all look so put together. I don't have my shit together. <laughs> I'm still trying to like 
figure out how not to be a man child half of the time. And that's what life is, right? And 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 that's what kind of brought me interested in the show because he is a man child. He's who who hasn't stolen 20 bucks from their parents when they needed something, right? We all have dark sides, we all have moments that we're not proud of, but rarely seen. And this is the main character. This is usually someone you'd be a side character and died in the first episode. But his approach to everything is interesting. Like when he has his ID taken, right? Everyone, like his friend with the, uh, the lawyer, uh, he's all stoic. He's like, you know, <laughs> uh, he's, yeah. such a, he's such an odd character. Uh, and, and I think so. Yeah. And, and uh, so offbeat. Um, what I wanted to, to talk about is the design aspect. Because again, very different approach to his different culture. I love. The, the mask with the, the square circles, triangles. The... Remind me of PlayStation. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Seriously. Uh, like, and I, I love also the design of the front office. The mask is so fucking well thought out. It's so shocking and in, in your face, but has style at the same time. And all the little nuances, like when you know what the game is, right? People are starting to die. And then he puts on fly me to the moon right and and, uh, and, you yeah. see, and you see people dying but with this most gentle soul warming uh, uh soul warming song there's a juxtaposition of something horrible with a classic sinatra song little moments like that little things like that they do um i find was just really a standout for me i did like how in the beginning like i know how like they're making uh main character kind of you know like gambling problem all this other stuff but there were just like little moments to where you could see that he is he does have good character like when he wins all that money he does give a tip to the uh the lady cashing him out even though he does go back like 20 minutes later and asks for it back <laughs> but uh but still there's just like these moments that show that he's actually like like good deep down which over the series you see that more on how he when they, they end up forming a team with a few of his friends and like, you can see he's definitely like the heart and soul of uh, trying to get everyone to survive. And he's just not looking out for himself, even though he wants that money, just like everyone else that participates in the games. Yeah. It, it goes to show too, like when push comes to shove, a lot of people, their dark sides come out him, his good sides come out Yeah, right. in real life. His dark side come out because his you know, his actions has consequences, but when things are serious, most people, and we do see it in the, in the, the episode, most people really lose their humanity, where he gains his humanity, which is an interesting uh, story arc. I didn't even think about that. That's pretty interesting, mm-hmm. to where it seemed like everyone that went there kind of went darker, but yeah. he actually went lighter. Like, he always, like, helped the old man out. Right. And... Yeah, it's pretty cool. I thought the old man dynamic between uh, between him and the old man was just outstanding, especially when you get into the second episode, which we're not going to talk about. But I thought the dynamic and the chemistry with him just works because of the fact he has an elderly mother, and he's actually looking out for this elderly man, and he's trying to help him. But at the same time, this elderly man, I like how he's just moving swiftly at one two at uh, red light green light. <laughs> and he, you can tell that he's, his eyes is on that prize to actually win. And that's the dynamic that I liked about him. He was the only one that was pretty much the smart one in there. 
the lawyer though, his uh, stockbroker friend, the main character's uh, stockbroker friend, was also smart. And also too, you also see another character that winds up helping uh, him out as well, too. Yeah. Where basically, as soon as it turns, so uh, why don't we start from the beginning to when they start Red Light Green right. Light? So they really don't know that they're going to die when they start these games. So they just know that um, the more people that get eliminated, the bigger cash that they receive at the end. So they all go up top. It's like this little dirt path. There's a tree with this giant robot chick on it. When she says green light, you run forward. Red light, you have to stop. If you move after she says red light, you're eliminated. Well, it's like those two kids in the beginning. They're kind of cocky and they're kind of like, oh, yeah, let's race. So the one guy runs up and then everyone stops. He kind of moves a bit. Boom, he gets shot and falls down. And everyone's kind of like confused at first. Like, like what, what just happened? Then they say green light again. His buddy goes up to him, fucking flips him over, and like blood just shoots out. So then he flips out, gets shot. Then that's when like, I think this is when like all the stakes went, holy shit. Because everyone starts flipping out and running. Mm-hmm. And then everyone is just getting gunned down as they move. Like that scene I thought was just like crazy. I was like, oh my God. It kind yeah. of reminds me of Suicide Squad in a sense, where you have all these big, huge, where you have all these other side characters. They don't know what to expect with this game or anything. They're thinking, okay, this is just a childish game with this animatronic, and nothing's going to happen to me. And then all of a sudden, their actions is and has consequences behind everything, yeah. and their own actions is what kills them. Kind of like the addiction that they have with money and the handling of money is basically their addiction would actually kill them anyways kind, mm. that kind of thing so it's basically on that kind of concept too that's the way i looked at it and, and, and sorry, sorry go ahead no, i was just going to comment on what john said earlier like keep going with that where you're saying that um his buddy was they had two different methods on surviving red light green light mm-hmm. one was to actually play the game and the other one was to play it but kind of cheat by hiding behind other people which is a smart thing to do, man. Like, you can get shot. I, I'm not yeah. gonna go bravado and be like, I, I can't stop myself to save my life, right? I, I have <laughs> zero uh, uh, how, uh, mobility uh, control. Okay, I flap everywhere when I walk after the time. So I would do the same, and to any advantage you can get, the better it is. Uh, damn it! Now I lost my thread of thought before you talked. Once I get it all, I'll, I'll speak again. The problem if, if you hide behind somebody and they get shot, wouldn't you get shot as too? Because the bullet would just go right by, right through the guy into you. Well, if if you watch the people that were doing that technique, mm-hmm. they were they were ducked down. They were crouched oh, okay. while they were doing it. So I guess they would assume that they would take it in the head or the chest. Oh, sorry, go ahead, John. It's okay, but no. If you remember though, too, his broker friend he even said, "Hey, look, squat down to where yeah. no they can't see you." And you'll be okay as long as you're behind somebody. And I definitely like the strategy because they're actually thinking of survival. They're actually thinking of ways to survive this. And also, too, yeah, his friend is is scared to death because as soon as he sees people dropping off, he doesn't know what to do or anything like that. So he actually had to get some help from his friend to be able to help him out. And then also, too, when you get into the other part where he's – where once again they're r- trying to run there's a body that's underneath him and he winds up almost tripping over the body and if it wasn't for this other oh, guy yeah. that was next to him or behind him he would have been the next one to die yeah 
And I like yep, I like the nuts. fact that you have that guy. I just remember my thought. It's um, again like these players came in saying A can win a shitload of money, get your your problems completely erased. But this goes to show you that the lesson in life is there's no easy way out. You got yourself into forty six billion dollar uh, billion. Uh, it's not yens. I forgot their, their currency, but a shit a big town amount of debt. Well, to get out of it, it's going to be as hard as you know what you you got into. There's no easy way out in life. You want to, to erase all your problems and live the good life. There's dire consequences to that. Yeah. And not to mention that in the red, white, green, white, if you don't cross the finish line by that time limit, you just die already too. So that was the other, the other element, element too. I'm like, oh shit, I'm going to get shot if I move. But if I don't cross, I'm going to get I get shot too. So it's like that's that was even more pressure on every one of them. But uh, um, but I think well, I want to go back because the the whole gambling addiction thing. Um, I didn't. I I, I think I I've, I saw a movie like the movie Focus with Will Smith and uh, Margaret Ruby that came out in 2016. Essentially, Will Smith's a gambler, and every time he, Will Smith won, he's bet again, and that has made me scream at the TV, dumbass, no. I mean, I guess I I don't know. I mean, it's an addiction. Yeah, that's what degenerates do. Yeah, I mean, it's an addiction, but it's just (laughs) just risky. I mean, that was a a good line, John. (laughs) So casual. That's what degenerates do. I mean, it's just I don't know. It's just just, for me. It is like it's hard to root for him. I was like, yeah, you won, and then you bet. I mean, yeah, it's the addiction, but it just it just makes me hard harder to root for you if you're just like going to keep doing this stuff. So I'm like until. I mean, you hit rock bottom, but I guess hopefully rock bottom was him almost dying. I don't know, but I don't know. I just, I just, for me, this, that this added in like, oh, it just, I just brought thought of that. Like, gamma addiction. That's why I didn't really care for that movie Focus as much because I hate it. Him keep, you, you was one, you was one money, but and he it, lost it all. It, it shows the, the real human parts. I mean, mm-hmm. like, usually when when you gamble it's it's not necessarily just for the money you're going for it's for it's the, high. the rush exactly yeah. the high the the you might lose everything or you might win four times more you don't know what's going on it's there's a whole psychology to that right and that's what makes us human some people have that with you know money drugs sex food but we all have our addictions our, our dark sides and i just again i found it refreshing and it was a mm-hmm. good way to, to start out the character because again, it's not shiny, and then he goes downhill. It's a contrary. You see the worst in him, and you see an evolution to something you can, you know, almost. Would I react like that in, the, in those circumstances? Could I do the things he does, right, and and <clears throat> not go to the typical route of the human becoming beast, right? So I like that. Uh, before, before, because we decided in the comments we go to episode two and three. Uh, I just want to hear your thoughts on first impressions of the other characters else than the main character is there a standout character that from episode one you're like i like this person or not even like but found it interesting that you couldn't wait to see more of them for me it's the broker and also the indian guy that saved uh him because to me the indian guy stands out because it's like oh underneath all this you have someone that's actually nice and helped somebody But like you said, Frenchie, there's actually a dark side to everybody in this show. So you Except actually for him. I don't think there was a dark side to Ali. Well, don't, don't, don't spoil it, but you know. <laughs> but you know, 
a little bit of a dark side to me because of what happens between his boss and him. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. He didn't get paid. Well, (laughs) that's true. But at the same time, well, that can also be counted as his boss's fault, though, too, because his boss did trip or I don't think Ali actually pushed him into the machine. He just happened to just grab onto the machine and it just happened to just crush that was fingers. yeah that wasn't his intention it just right went down but that way it, it never is right the butterfly yeah, effect yeah. you do one one thing and other consequences follow for me the one that i i absolutely fell in love with was the old man from mm, him yeah. counting the people and he'd be like, yeah, but the numbers in the is in the thing he's like I know I'm just doing it to make sure the venture doesn't kick in yeah like leave me alone uh, and, and and when the game starts, you know, everyone's like, "Holy shit!" He's like, ha, ha, ha. "Yeah, he's <laughs> excited." <laughs> it's that he, he was really a standout, and yes. again, he's the only one that's at that age. So you you can spot him out in the crowd like that, right? Yeah. Uh, but he, he just brought a certain dynamic that I found. Again, you don't always see. Usually, the old characters are uh, older, um, uh, older in age, are you know not written parts. That's trying through. They're just written as the old guy, the old woman, the wise mm-hmm. person, but doesn't really have much to do in the movie. Whereas this, he's pretty front, the front, uh, front and center for a lot of the the moments, right? Because again, the, the juxtaposition of he's zero zero one, and the yeah. other one is four five six. So it's like literally the the the, the, the other side of the scale, right? And I really love this character. Plus, it's like his reasoning for doing it is like. Well, I got a tumor in my head, so fuck it. I might as well do this instead of die on a couch. So right. he's just going to have fun. Like, you know that character is just all about having fun. And yeah. then also, too, I like how he votes. <laughs> Though, yeah, too, that... <laughs> that's also another thing, too, I thought that was actually funny. The way he votes it was was pretty funny, too. But before we continue on it, because that's episode two material, Charlie, was this someone standout or you hated everyone equally? I didn't really see. I don't. I stopped at the episode one. I didn't watch anything past that. I guess I don't know. I just didn't really. Did you like any of the characters though? But that's what. No. Well, yeah. No. Not really. I mean, none of them really like that. I mean, the old guy it was kind of funny that he was the first. But I think he was number one. And he and then the guy that like the gin was four fifty six. Like I just mm-hmm. felt that. I mean. That was okay. Like, I mean, again, I don't know. I just, I haven't seen too much to really fully invest in everybody. Um, I get, I don't really have any standouts to me. But then again, I haven't, I only, I only watched the first episode and I wasn't really that much of a fan to continue on. But that, that was me personally. Okay. But with episode two, what I liked about it was, like I said before, with the dynamic with the old man and the main character talking. And I liked how, he, like you said, Sean, he opens up to him and explains to him why he even wants to do this game. He has a tumor. He might as well just go on ahead and do it anyways because he's going to die anyways. Either he's going to die in his bed, die at home. So what better way to do it than just go on ahead and let somebody else do it and play a game and play along with it. But another thing, though, too, that's actually heartbreaking is seeing the damage that's being done to the little girl also but his daughter yeah his daughter and then also too this makes me laugh though after they drop after they voted they're not going to do the game anymore or anything like that my favorite thing is at the police station where basically the main Mm. character goes on goes to the uh, police station explains them look we're playing this dangerous game of it's called squid game 
And basically what happens is that we can actually earn money for playing this game. And they're like, well, what kind of game was it? Red light, green light? Yeah. <laughs> and then yeah, everybody died fun. because they they didn't stop on red. <laughs> so, but I like that dynamic, the, com- the dark comedy yeah. with it. I thought the dark comedy really does a really good job with it, to be honest with you. Yeah, the facial expressions of the cop were pretty, yeah. That was a pretty but- good scene. <laughs> I love the fact that, you know, certain movies were just like, yeah, you're crazy, go away. But the cop tried. He's like, you have the card? All right, look, you might be nuts, but you have something, we'll call it. And then the woman answers and like, who are you? What game? What yeah. the fuck are you talking about? So at least a police person tried to really help him. Yeah. And and it's just shit is uh, like, he has no luck, right? But I like this episode more, like, I love the ending of of uh, the first one, but again, I do agree the, the 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 opening of the first episode was a bit longer, was you know building up to something. Whereas, to be honest, this one was interesting because I was not expecting the direction they were going. I thought they were going full game Just every ramp episode, it up there. wrap it up, and then they're like, "Let's vote, let's vote." Well, even before going, let's vote. People are starting to to to. to bring the arguments right so and you see the again the human nature people bringing their kids into the picture people are be like fuck yeah. i need the cash and, and really trying to, to to argue amongst each other and then to vote in my mind like i said when i saw the old guy last vote he has a tumor in his brain obviously he's going to be like fuck it let's play yeah that's what i thought too me too they, i think they really played on our expectations and then fuck it let's stop the game and then I was shocked. I was like, where is this headed? If the game's over, what, what the fuck? And yeah. I, I love that. They they really did not go. They went against the grain. And I was hooked in episode one. I was definitely hooked. And knowing I'll binge watch a share of the show because of the little twists and turns that, you know, they gave us unexpected things. Now, just to bring Charlie back in, like, would you... So let's say you owed, I don't know, someone like a million dollars. Would you, and someone offered you the same deal that they offered the main character in this, would you take it? Mm. You'd get more than a million. You get, let's say, let's say $60 million if you win. I don't know. I don't think I, I'm not that risk taker. To but, be honest, I don't think but, I'd do it. I think if I didn't have kids, I would. I'm not athletic, <laughs> so I don't think I would be able to succeed. <laughs> hey, there's, there's an old man not dying. He gets okay, far, right? man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. far. Um, <laughs> I don't. I don't think I would do it. I'm not that risk taker. Um, I don't know. I probably would say no. Um, and I go on your point, like the whole idea of ending the game. So again, I know what happens in the show. Um, the whole idea of that it sounds like lost. It sounds like oh, okay, we got out of it. Damn it! Now we gotta go back to the island. No. No. Then no. we gotta go back. Now no. we gotta go back to the, that. It just seems like the back and forthy kind of thing. It's just like mm. oh, Luckily, they only do seen... it once, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you Here's ever seen Lost? Well, too bad. I just they they go back and forth between the island and home. Man, I gotta go back to the island. I really left something there. I need to go back. It's like See. the whole stuff. He's like. Make up the money already. It's like not. It's like not no, like your lives are no. getting better. You see, for me, I only invested in three episodes so far. 
but even I could tell that there's a difference between Lost and this. With this one, it's about these people still want to invest their time in playing a game that might kill them. And yeah. they're they're basically saying, well, if I don't pay, if I don't go ahead and do this, I'm going to be owing a tons of money anyway, so I'm going to have to do this game. So yeah. they are invested into one to go back to that game and figure out a way to bring themselves back into the game, regardless of the fact that it can kill them. That's yeah, the, that's where that's where I feel like that this show is actually telling us these people are scared, but at the same time they actually need to go back into the game and figure out a way to get back in because of the fact that they said, "Well, we'll reach out to you when we get go on ahead and get another game going." So it's like, "Damn, how do I get back into this? I, how do I reach out to them? Do they reach out to me? How does this work?" Again, I'm, I, this is a, a recurring theme for me in the show, but it's human nature. In the moment they panic, they're like, I can actually die. Not worth it. Fuck this shit. I'm out. Right. But when you go back to your reality, when that fear goes away and you're back to owing money and your mom yeah. is 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 diabetically might, you know, shit happens, or you can't feed your daughter, or you can't even, you know, pay your rent, you kind of realize life is not worth living. And b- might as well risk it all and maybe die to go back to what I, I put myself into, right? And I think there's only around 30 players, give or take, that didn't return. Yeah, that's the cool part is, like, you had a 50-50 split, essentially, on the vote. Yeah. And then when they are allowed to come back, the majority of them came back. Because reality so sucks. Like, yeah, yeah, they're just like, fuck it, I guess I'll do it. Which that's and, what I, I do like because like they even sign away like they have a contract and everything, so like like an Alice I think we mentioned Alice in Borderlands earlier, but Alice in Borderlands they were essentially just like abducted, yeah. And these people go into this knowing that this I may die now doing this, but I'm still gonna do it. I don't know. I like that aspect because it's like it it, it kind of takes away the uh you you don't feel bad for them I guess as much like you still yeah. feel bad obviously if you like a character and they die in this. But you don't feel terrible because, like, they knew this going in. Yeah, like, whereas the first game, like you said, it's, it's a surprise, yeah. right? People don't expect to die. Uh, but now, like you said, they know what they're expecting. And it kind of ramps up the focus. This is, mm-hmm. I know what I'm going into. I want that money. I understand the consequences. And it kind of builds the strategy now. Like, the, 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 the ante is up. So the mm-hmm. gameplay is even more up. And uh, might as well, unless people, uh, you guys have uh, other things to say about this episode. I, since we're talking about Auntie, I said we talk about Honeycomb. Yeah. Yeah, we're right. talking about Honeycomb. Because this personally is my favorite episode. I love yeah. the other games. The simplicity, the uniqueness of what I saw in the, the structure of the game. Again, American would have been, dark, uh, you know, guns everywhere. And Why don't you ex- tra- explain the game of Honeycomb real quick, in case people don't know what it is. Okay, a Honeycomb, uh, which is I've never played it in my life. It might be a Korean thing, but uh, in in um, in play parks, uh, there is always this person who uh, makes a honeycomb type of um, of a figure with sugar and honey, and there is. A little, exactly, a little snack. It's there's either a uh, umbrella, a square, a triangle, or a star. And the purpose of the game is you have to 
be able to get out the symbol in the middle of the honeycomb without breaking any of the edges. The consequences of doing so in this game is you break an edge, you get there's literally someone next to your head with a gun, yeah. and if you break it, they shoot you. Holy yeah. crap. What that wasn't uh episode three? It it is. It, it John is. said he hadn't seen it yet though. Yeah, I'm oh. starting episode three, but go on though, man, because seriously, oh. I like that concept because it kind of reminds me of in a way, it kind of reminds me of the NES Super Nintendo game of Donkey Kong Country. With the honeycomb stuff, for some reason, my mind is going there first. <laughs> okay, uh, well, in that case, I, I thought you uh, so I did not pay attention. I thought you've seen the episode. Uh, I'm well, starting I'm, episode three, but I'm gonna let you guys geek out and everything, and I'll ask questions about it and do it that uh, way. Let you guys freestyle without bit. spoiling anything, but yeah, it's like I feel like, like, and you said this is your favorite episode, and I was thinking about it because I really did like this episode. like mm. Let's let's try to talk about it without spoiling it too much. Maybe we can try that. Okay. Well, I, I I'll, I'll say a word. The alliance. Alliance yeah. is starting to form. Mm. Uh, you, you can and, see there's. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, alliances start to form, and you actually see a lot of who's going to be kind of the main characters in the show, mm-hmm. and you kind of get a good feeling of who their true or what their true character is. Like yeah. certain characters do certain things that you're like, man, that's fucked up. And then it kind of just like ramps up from there to what they do. And it goes to what we're talking about in episode two that, you know, now they know what the stakes are. Mm-hmm. Again, the true side comes out because now they understand they can die from it. So no more need to be polite. No more need to, to play politics. This is you or me. Right. And right. and some people who understand that for it to, to continue, they have to align themselves or they have to play dirty. Right. Uh, so I, I, in this episode, for me, the standout was um, was again. Uh, no, was sorry. Was uh, the the crazy woman? I forgot with the curly hair. Yeah, the she, one who just lies constantly. I I wanted to smack her with a shovel. I swear to God. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's again without telling too much. It's oddly the most relaxed but stressful episode. Because again, there's no traps going on. There's no people going in flames. It's 20 minutes of some people sitting down on the ground with a little Q-tip thing and yeah. trying to not break the figure and people getting shot here and there. It, again, it's so simple. Not much is going on, but the level of stress you feel during the whole episode out of simply is bravo to the people who made the yeah. show. Oh, wow. Uh, like I said, I'm definitely interested in seeing the rest of the show and binge-watching it. I wouldn't mind us going through... Uh, we can continue off with 3 through 9 if you wanted to to do the rest of this, but I wouldn't mind binging it and yeah. doing a full review of this because I definitely sure. like this. Uh, yeah. This show, like... I don't know. It takes a lot for, to get me into like to watch shows, like especially sit down and watch them all the way through. And I mean, I had three nights and i really didn't have a lot of free time but all my free time was designated to watching this show (laughs) (laughs) well that's me for example too i mean i've been busy with the film festival and stuff like that i didn't have time to actually sit down and invest in a tv show and plus it's hard for me to invest in a tv show sometimes because i have other ideas floating in my head on what i want to do for the podcast and stuff Mm. but once frenchie presented it with me to me and everything and then you know i actually had a free night last night 
a little bit. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to check this show out. And at first, I'm like, the dialogue was not flowing right for me. There's certain things that I didn't really like. And then all of a sudden, the the show just changes its tone. It mm. goes from being ridiculous to going dark. And yeah. I like how it changes its tone and the atmosphere into the first pilot episode. Because it could actually just be that long, drawn-out thing of a guy on a bad lock. He runs into a guy at the, at the train station. He gives him some money, slaps him before uh, for not... Uh, playing the game right or anything, and then he goes about his day like nothing even happened. So I like the dynamic with it. I like the game of survival. I like that everybody's now out for their own selves in episode mm-hmm. three based on what you guys are saying. It makes me want to invest even further into this and see how deep these layers actually go. I would say um, try also watching it in Korean with English subtitles if you can. Like If, if, if you're into that, I know some people aren't, but I think you get then the inflections a lot better yeah like to where you can really capture the emotions going on not that the english voice actors are bad but it's usually hit or miss on a lot of dub stuff so that's why i probably feel like that it feels like an anime in a sense because it's dubbed so so that's probably like 80s anime had very corny like english acting so right Uh, so i can i can understand why now that i actually feel like that it had like a little bit of an anime kind of flavor to it but yeah, it's um, I'm glad you liked it because again, for me, usually I won't recommend something to someone or be pressing to do a podcast episode if I haven't seen the series completely. When I wrote to you, like, oh my god, you have to see this, and we have to. I was at episode four, I didn't even see the yeah. whole thing. Is four that's what of war? Uh, yeah, well, okay, well, we're not gonna go to the well, I'm just saying the game, it's just the title, uh, it's the title, it's the title, okay. not anything okay. else, <laughs> but yeah, that, that was. Tug of War is oh, fucking awesome. That's one of my. Honey, I think that's my favorite episode. That's your, and you it's see, very, it's very close for me because the the stakes are real in a sense that it made me cringe. Like the rest is like yeah. tense, but this is like I wouldn't want to do that one. I fucking wouldn't want to do yeah. that one. <laughs> and you see, Frenchie, when you messaged me, and it's rare that you've messaged me and hyped up for something. Yeah. And when you are hyped up for something, you go full commit committed on it. Yeah. I'm like, okay, this is a show that I need to check out and invest in and everything and see what it what this is that got you so reeled up to message me as like I want to do a review on this. I'm like, what? <laughs> because usually we're all about movie news podcasts, things yeah. like that when you're on and everything, playing it on the safe angle a little bit, but we are getting into some movie reviews and stuff like that that we've been doing. But you know, for you to be excited about something it makes me that much excited to actually check something out. And for you to have that positive word of mouth like that, I was like, okay, I got to figure out an angle on when I can actually do this. And finally, I had a free night to do it. And, and, and the reason why I don't usually do reviews is the lack of time, right? It's right uh, for to to with the kid, with the with my work, or especially with the work I had uh, more uh, more recently in the past. Uh, I really didn't have time, and I still don't have a lot of time. But go show how good it is. Is like Sean every like yeah. second night. I would go in from work. I would have to uh, pick up my kid in two hours. Nice. <laughs> I have an hour at least to watch an episode. Yeah. I'm fucking watching this. Yeah, it, it's very rare. I I go into that mode. Um, and that's I, how I, I felt I... binge watching uh, season one of Stranger Things because mm. I was like, uh, with season one, I'm like. I know I have to go, go to work. I know that I'm, I want to watch the rest of this, but damn, this is some good writing. And then this, and also to see you have that same kind of feeling going into watching this 
and everything. I'm happy that you found something that you love watching. To the point that I hope my bosses aren't watching. But one time I'm like, you know what? I'm working. I'm working from home and finishing the last three episodes. <laughs> fuck the tickets. I'm gonna find a way to do them tomorrow. I did a bit of tickets, but I was getting paid to watch the Squid, uh, the squid Games again. Hope you're not watching this or you know, I'm being recorded. You, you know you'll know. be in HR tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, no, seriously, it's um, it's very rare I get addicted like that. But when they happen, I get really full into it. And I can't remember the last show I, I got addicted like mm-hmm. this. Yeah, it's been a while since I I think maybe The Witcher that I, that or probably or Dexter, um, something like that. Maybe like it's been a long time since a show like it's come on that I really wanted to like like I was like all right, we're done. Yeah, we gotta watch. Like, we gotta watch another episode. Sweet Home might have been my last one that I was really excited for, which Never is another it. Korean show. It's like a Korean horror to where like these people are stuck in a hotel and they're turning into monsters. It's pretty cool. I, I kind of do the same with the uh, Alice in Borderland, but again, it wasn't, I wasn't as invested. There's things I think I've missed here and there uh, because at one point I just put the English up version because I was working at the same time. I, at least I can hear yeah. it, but it was fun. But again, it didn't bring me in. The concept is really cool. But there's something again about the human aspect, the human characters of, of mm-hmm. you know, some some really bad people or some people that you know you wouldn't see normally that really got me sucked in. Uh, before we close it, I since me and you are the only ones who've seen the whole thing without revealing anything, Sean. On a scale mm-hmm. one to ten, what would you rate? One being very low, ten being the fucking most mind blowing thing ever. The twist at the end. And we, uh, we can go back to it after. Uh, twist the end. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to think because I, I I was tired and I was really drunk when I saw the end. Um, <laughs> I would say I would say an eight, just because okay. I was so mad about some of the main characters' decisions at the end. To where okay. like I wasn't like super pissed. To where I was like, this show sucks. But I wasn't like, this is the best show ever. And I think it was just mm. because of that. Because I didn't understand why he didn't do certain things. I I, I kind of didn't. Sense. I kind of understand what you mean by the same time. Again, it's, it's they're human, right? Because not everyone makes the right choices or the choices that are obvious. In, because in the moment, there's no rule book. There's no... It's just uh, you do what yeah, you need to do. But there's one thing he should have done. And... We can yeah. talk about it near the end, but he should have done one instead of waiting like so long to do it. Me personally, the the twist I'm referring to, I would solidly give it a nine, and yeah. it brought light to everything. It made sense of everything in a way that I just rewatched the first episodes for the uh, first episode for this thing, and now rewatching it, it, it's even more enjoyable watching it now because you have that one yeah. added addition of information that really makes you go. Well, that this is why this is that, but yet it kind of like over just passes through, over your head if you don't know that information. Yet it's so fucking obvious. Yeah, I will say that I did not see that coming. Usually, I can kind of mm. guess the endings, but yeah. that I I didn't. Yeah, I didn't did not see it coming from a mile away. It, yeah, uh, yeah, I had a holy shit moment, and I can't mm. wait for you, John, uh, to to get to there because uh, you'll see. I Charlie, can't wait, power through to be it. <laughs> Uh, he nah. already knows. He read it. <laughs> I don't know. It's was, it was hard. I was reading through it. I was like, wait, wh- who are these guys? Or like the details yeah. are so in detail. I was like, what's going on? I'm like, yeah, no, I got other stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
So with that being said, that's going <laughs> to be it for tonight's podcast. I hope that you guys enjoyed Squid Game Season 1, Episode 1 and 2 review with a semi non spoiler uh, yeah, review of, of Episode 3. But we are going to do a spoiler review for 3 through 9. Uh, since we weren't able to do a full spoiler-ish kind of show for episode three. But my question for you, Frenchie, is where can everybody follow you at if they want to go ahead and do follow you on social media and all that other good stuff? Well, merci, my man. You can find me on two channels, on Schmoza North, my channel. We have a bunch of shit. We got wrestling. We got Schmodown. We got a lot of stuff. You have an interest, we probably talk about it on my channel. You can also find me on Saturdays from 2.30 to 4. Speaking of Schmodown, I usually produce, hey, by exception, a J-Way can't make it for next show. I'm actually hosting the show, and we got Ty Lieberman, or The Tyrant, and we got King Can, um, and it's going to be an amazing uh, show. We're also having, trying to find a fourth guest will soon to be announced, but we also have Nancy Rodriguez coming back as guest co-host, and Double D doing its sexy numbers like usual. Okay. So Frenchie, I was actually on your wrestling on the channel, uh, the, one of the wrestling shows yes. by Dagan. Yeah, I was on that a couple weekends ago. Um, yeah, I was on that. You was talking AEW, my experience in Chicago at All Out. <laughs> oh, sweet. Well, thank you for being. And uh, guys, you guys can go on ahead and follow me underneath Movie Lovers, TV Lovers 9 on Facebook and, of course, on Pinterest and on Instagram underneath the same brand name. Then, of course, you know, we're actually doing a little bit of a charity event right now with Two Blur Girls Podcast. We're actually selling some Scentsies right now. All the proceeds go over to the victims of Hurricane Ida. So go on ahead, get yourself a proceed. Uh, go on ahead, get yourself a Scentsy. All the proceeds go over to the Red Cross. And then, of course, if you want an audio-only podcast of our episode, you can get that where you guys get your major podcast at and of course we're also on good pods right now matter of fact we're on the good pods recommends list right now so that's something that i'm really excited and happy about and we're actually number two on the list of on our rankings right now so that's actually something else that i'm really proud of then of course guys you guys can go on ahead follow me underneath movie lovers unit on twitter and of course movie lovers unit 001 on tiktok as well and then of course you guys can also reach out to me at movie lovers tv lovers unite on at gmail.com that's another way that you can actually reach out to me on on that as well and then of course if you want to go go on ahead and donate to the page how do you do that you just go to www.gofundme.com forward slash movie lovers podcast and that's everywhere you can reach out to me on and keep it keep an eye on the channel i have some more guests coming in from the holly short films festival and things like that we're reviewing some more short films frenchie was actually a guest of mine on uh one of the ones that we did we actually enjoyed that one. Criminal. Um, yeah. and then of course I had Jay Wade on for one of our from one from one of the episodes as well. So go ahead and check those out as well. If you like short films or like indie projects, check that out. And don't forget to like, don't forget to subscribe, don't forget to smash that little uh, box on the very bottom where, where that bill is. Smash that to allow everyone to know that we have some new content coming out. And always until next time, guys, it's been real, it's been fun. I can't wait to do this again. Thank you, Frenchie, for joining me. Thank you, Sean. Bonsoir. And thank you, Charlie, as well. And always until next time, bye-bye. See you.